Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team draft experts and talent scouts mock drafts and a few shock drafts too nfl total access the podcast is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts you found fantasy football weekly micro a deep dive on one player in just five to ten minutes now here's your host paul chargian it is Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition, an experiment we're working on, a working process. Myself and guillotineleagues.com writer Tyler Canabley. Hey, Tyler. What's going on? It is week number two of these. Yeah, I'm excited. It is. I thought the last ones were a lot of fun. We got a lot of good feedback. We encourage more feedback because this is an experiment. We're fleshing this out, trying to figure out if this is something we want to do like every Monday through Thursday. Maybe it's run its course already. What do you think? At Paul Charchian. At Tyler Canabley, K-N-A-E-B-L-E, at Tyler Canabley. That's where you can find us. Today, we are breaking down Jamison Williams. Yeah, I, I am very excited about this breakdown, mm-hmm. especially. I think this might be, I plant my flag on a couple of players throughout the offseason, you know, when it's draft season, and I'm really feeling like Jamison Williams is going to be the one where I am just the leader of the club, the Coles, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I will lead the charge for Jamison Williams this offseason. All right, so if that means you're going to have to pay to draft him, what's his what's his ADP look like right now coming off a season in which he only had nine targets all year? Yeah, well, as a formality, we should just mention that he was the wide receiver 144 in points per game. He's going as the wide receiver 30 in best ball right now, so about round five to six. And if we just really want to do a quick recap of his stats, it's pretty easy. One catch, nine targets. 41 yards, one touchdown. Yeah, and when you score a 41-yard touchdown against the Vikings, it really doesn't count. That's like a 10-yard out route for anybody for, against any other defense. So that kind of doesn't really count for me. He, uh, he also had a long touchdown run that I think got called back on penalty. I think it was a pass, right? but yeah, it was a nice pass from Jared Goff. I actually saw a clip of it on Twitter today. They mm-hmm. said, is this a good pass or a bad pass? And it went for a touchdown. So I'd say it's a good pass. Oh, you're yeah. talking about the Vikings touchdown? No, the, uh, oh, Packers, oh, the other the Packers. Oh, okay. That yep. one got called back. Yeah. That's what it was. That, okay, yep. got it. Got it. Uh, he had two drops on those nine passes. That's not a good ratio, but... Yeah, I would say it's a small sample size, though. Let's give, mm-hmm. let's give him a little bit of a break. <laughs> All right, so make your case for drafting Jamison Williams and why. You know, obviously he's going to be better than last year. That goes without saying, right? For sure, yeah. It's just a matter of whether or not he's going to be good enough to make that fifth or sixth round pick worth it for Jamison Williams. Well, first off, I think he's he's a season removed from the ACL tear now, which yes. I really think is going to help. I mean, he, he's going to be the full athlete this time around. He's not going to be hampered by the ACL right. in this season. And when he was in a rookie, like coming in last year, he was being drafted in at least in dynasty drafts, like London, Alave, Wilson. Like he was being drafted around these guys, right? In the right. real NFL draft and in dynasty leagues, correct. So that's one thing I really like is the profile coming out is. Like, fantastic. Obviously, the number th- one thing with him is speed. We didn't get to see him run the 40-yard dash, but it sounds like he would have ran, like, in the 4-2s. Like, that's – the reports that are coming out is, like, he might have ran in the 4-2s. Yeah. And if you look at 
just some of these plays that he had. There's a play in college that I remember specifically. It's SEC championship game, that game where he went off against Alabama, or against Georgia. Yep. And he's got Keely Ringo on him, who's supposed to be a first-round corner this year in the NFL yep. draft. He runs a 4-3-6. And you got Lewisine, a safety, over the top. First it was round, a first-round pick. First-round pick from last year. He runs yep. a 4-3-7. And he runs this stutter and go. He, he just stops, and he just accelerates right past both of them, 55-yard touchdown. And I was like, man, that's, that's mm-hmm. NFL talent. He's just running past right there. Yeah. It you know obviously performed at a very high level uh, when you're playing. It's your starting receiver for Alabama. You're you know you're going to have a lot of opportunity like that. And you're automatically a fairly special talent. I don't care about the four two speed. If I ask you to name four two speed guys who have had meaningful NFL careers, there aren't many. I mean that's not you know that's not to me that is not the definition of what makes you a good NFL player is is having track star level speed. You just need to have good enough speed. Justin Jefferson's a 4-5 guy, Yeah, you know? I'm glad you bring that up because the one thing that I feel, this is the perception about Jameson Williams right now, I think people think that he's just fast, mm-hmm. and he's not just fast. He has a whole nother kind of production profile in his game, like that, that season in Alabama. So, I mean, he ran go routes on just 10% of, the, and 10% of his routes okay. were go routes in college. The slant... Curl, where his most run routes at 20 and 18%. The go route was his sixth most ran route oh, Okay, good. Alabama. All right, so it so wasn't he, just like run fast, was, run exactly. straight. So he's not good. just run straight. He's not like Henry Ruggs, who I kind of feel like yes, is kind of the comparison Ruggs, to yes. him right now. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, he had more yards, touchdowns, and catches than these three players I'm about to name, okay? Mm-hmm. Jerry Judy in 2018 when he won the Balintinkoff Award okay, at Alabama. Okay, yep. Yep. Jalen Waddle didn't even come close. Henry Ruggs didn't even come close to his productivity. To his productivity, Jamison so, Williams. Okay, yeah. So here, just I and think this you're talking about like last in the last year their, of their best seasons at Alabama. Their best seasons. Yes. Okay, got it. So got it. All right. here's the thing: when you compare Jamison Williams, I feel like his comparison is mo- mostly to like a, a Ruggs or a Waddle, just really fast guys mm. who can take the top off the defense. That's what they were known for when they were coming out of Alabama. Here are like kind of their stat, their best seasons at Alabama, like some of their just the stats. So, Jane Waddle's best season, 45 catches, 848 yards, 7 touchdowns. Henry Ruggs' best season, 46 catches, 741 yards, 11 touchdowns. All right, so very similar. They're both about 45 yes. receptions, about 800 yards, yep. and call it 8 or 9 touchdowns. Jameson Williams' best season, last season in Alabama, 79 catches, 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns. That's like, you know... Not quite double. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Productivity is on a whole other level for Jamison Williams. Yes. I guess the, the, the one argument that some people, some people might make is Waddle was, I mean, he was next to Devontae Smith for a lot of his career. Yeah. Henry Ruggs. Was, I mean, there were a lot of these trios were at Alabama during that yeah. time when you had, you had Judy, you had Ruggs, you had Waddle, Smith. All those guys were in the same room. So that could be an argument. But, I mean, Williams had John Mechie, who was a, I think, third-round draft pick coming yeah. out. I mean, he right. had some players. and I mean, that's why I want like Bryce Young this year, just because that connection. I hope Bryce Young somehow links up and like the Lions trade up or something. That <laughs> that's crazy. not happening. I, I don't think. Not, we'll I don't see. think that's happening. Anyways, I just I think it's worth noting that he's not just a fast guy. Yes. I, this is a guy who can run. He's his route tree is very wide. He can run a mm-hmm. wide variety of routes. So I just feel like I need to get that off my chest personally because yeah. I keep seeing he's just fast. He's just fast, and he's not just fast. There's a lot more to his game than just that. All right, so. Let's talk about Jamison Williams in terms of now his Lions situation. We've spent a lot of time in Alabama. Let's talk about his situation now. DJ Chark's gone. That opens up really a starting spot for him to be on the field all the time. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's great. 
He's going to have to, and Amon Ross St. Brown will still lead the team in targets and receptions. I think, if the, assuming he stays healthy all year, I believe. Uh, tell me what, what, how you feel about Jamison Williams' situation with Detroit. His situation, I mean, it feels like it's great because he's going to be at that X receiver spot. He lined mm-hmm. up. Uh, there at the X, 72% of his snaps at Alabama at wide. So he's used to yep. being on the outside. Amon Ra is going to be primarily that's slot guy. Exactly. Yep. And the Lions were the fifth highest scoring offense in 2022. We could honestly see that even go up. Like they're, mm-hmm. they, they should unlock another level, I think, this year. And I think we could see him kind of be that Brandon Cooks, uh, Brandon Cooks role with Jared Goff, that when he, Brandon Cooks was on the Rams. Yeah. Cooks finishes with a wide receiver 13, 1,200 yards, the most yards he's ever had in his career with Jared Goff. So it's like it's not like Jared Goff can't throw deep or anything like that. I think this is a, could be. He, I think Jamison Williams could be like DJ Chark, but Jamison Williams like five times better. Yeah. I, well, look, I think people are more optimistic about Jared Goff as a passer right now than mm-hmm. at any point in his career, which is crazy to say because he had McVeigh. They went to the Super Bowl, but right, now yeah. it's like, oh, Ben Johnson's like the new McVeigh. So that's right. Yeah. And it, you know, in that Super Bowl year, it was all about winning in spite of Jared Goff. They didn't even let him pass in the Super Bowl, right? But Jared Goff came off an awfully productive season, and I feel like people are very optimistic that Jared Goff's arm can motor that offense. Yeah. Probably can. All right, so let's talk about some of the wide receivers that are going near Jamison Williams in drafts. Keenan Allen, who would you rather have? I'll take Keenan Allen just for now, just because I know what I'm going to get. I feel like he had a bit of a down year, so this is a, very this, much so. Yeah. So you're the question is is he, is this the beginning of the end for Keenan? That's Allen? That's the question. I think he can kind of be like that Larry Fitzgerald role where he's in the slot a little bit, just kind of short route stuff. I mean, he's not the, like speed has never been the name of his no, game. No, not so at all. He, I'm not really worried about like his speed profile. Mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin. I'll take I'll take Jameson Williams on that. I, right. It's it, Terry. It's just the, every every single year. It's this is this is the year. This is it feels like Kyle Pitts. But yep. I I'm gonna take a shot on Jameson Williams. I would too. I think I would. I think I would as well. Because um, McLaurin, you know what you're gonna get. It's like 70 yards and a yep. third of a touchdown every game. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd rather go for the I'd rather go for the home run ball. Uh, Chris Godwin with Baker Mayfield throwing Definitely the Jameson ball. Definitely Williams. Okay. Tyler Lockett. Jameson Williams. Okay. All right. Well, those are, I mean, you know, you're, I think you're you're probably higher on Jameson Williams than most people are, but you've sold me to, to no small degree here because, and I think I'm a little bit tainted by the 41-yard touchdown that he had against the Vikings that was a go-route style touchdown where he just ran past the Vikings. And and uh, you've done, I think you've done a good job of making me feel like he's a more complete receiver than I had in my mind. I'll save you a spot in the Discord when, we, uh, when I start up the Jameson Williams fan club. <laughs> All right, that's a deal. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. We will, uh, we will be back with more Fantasy Football Weekly Micro and, of course, the full edition every Friday. Bye, everybody. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.